0: I'm just a radio girl I love things that talk to me You LOL I did I Literally laughed out loud I'm Lisa I'm great Everything's fine Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page Please get your mom on Facebook We want to be her friend Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman <laughs> Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cage. Run around in the sun Exactly Put a sprinkler in the yard This
1: is life This is life This is life 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 Life, life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams.
0: Hey, I'm so glad you found us. If this is your first time to listen, welcome. Wish you had been in the car with me a little while ago so you could have helped me with some insights into the conversation that ensued with my six and eight year old. I'm glad that counselor and author and speaker and just bright guy, Dwight Bain is with us today. I wish he had been in the car with me when I was having this discussion with my boys. They were asking me about words that you're not supposed to say. Uh-oh. They were asking, so mom, is is crap bad? Yeah, mom, should we never say that? Should we never say that? <laughs> and So I'm like, well, it's coarse." I told them. It's coarse, you know, every once in a while. I know it it probably comes out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, it's it's crude. It's crude.
0: That's a good word. I could have used that. See, I could have used Dwight in the car. And they said, (laughs) well, sometimes, Mom, we hear people say, oh, my God. And that's really bad, isn't it? I said, well, actually, it's holy. God's name is awesome. It's precious. So that's why you don't want to just throw it around. And then J.D. says, like Jesus Christ. That is holy. And I'm like, yes. But then sometimes people say it like it's bad. I mean, their brains are spinning trying to comprehend, you know, what's bad, what's good. And then Jesse says, mom, could you say a really bad word right now so we know it so we won't say it? <laughs> 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 and then my oldest proceeds to spell the S word. He's like, well, here's one, Jesse, that we cannot say. <laughs> And then he's like, S-H. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Like, explain this to my kids. Like, this is coarse. This is bad. That'll get you sent home. That'll get you kicked off the radio. It was like, it's like a lot that I hadn't really thought through, to tell you the truth.
1: Well, every word has power. Yes. And, and I think the Reader's Digest will pay $100 for cute stories. And you should submit that one, because that's pretty funny.
0: Well, there's this thing about... The power of words and what we say that is so um, intrinsic to my soul. And I want to have these in-depth conversations with them. But right now, the best I can do is go, this is right. This is wrong. Just stick with it. And we can can unpack it more in a few years.
1: But I have to tell you, because you're a busy mom... In a few years, you're going to be a busy mom. Yes, and every person I know, me too, and and um, you know, my wife Sheila. Cute things would happen, funny things would happen, and we should say, "Oh, we have to write that down." And we didn't. And that you know, I don't want to guilt anybody. I don't want to guilt you. <laughs> yeah, please don't because, guilt me because you know we, we all have yeah we all have enough guilt. But but here's the part: although we didn't write it down on the day it happened with the really cute thing that was said, the stories live on. And so you'll always remember that story and it'll come up at just the right time because there is unbelievable power in our stories and and their little minds they are trying to figure out the narrative to be able to figure out, okay, is this, because the most powerful story of all stories, when you look at screenwriters, the most powerful and most popular story in screenwriting and literature is a story of good versus evil. And when you think about the Bible, it's the same story. And when I think about stuff in my own life, am I going to choose a good path? Am I going to choose an evil path? Are my words going to reflect the good path? Or am I going to use words that are crude, that are coarse, or that are mean, or that are silly, or that are judgmental, or harsh, or gossipy? Yeah, You know, it's amazing. (laughs) If I can just say, there's a battle for good and evil, Dwight, which side are you going to show up on today? Then I get to be part of a bigger story a transformational story. And that's why y- you didn't write it down, but you'll I remember will. the story. I will remember the story. everybody who hears it will remember the story <laughs> and we will all say, wow, I wonder where the kids get those bad words to start with. Well, they sit in the back seat in a minivan. I wonder who's driving.
0: It's an SUV and it wasn't me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> they just came from basketball camp. I don't know what they are heard at basketball camp.
1: Oh, they could have heard anything (laughs) at basketball camp. I
0: know, but you know, it's just, the processes, as an analytical person, I enjoy the processes as much as the actual discussion, but I will, this story will live on. Like, I have, like, Hundreds of them kind of card cataloged in my brain of these precious little funny moments. And they come up every once in a while like, oh, I remember the time you, and oh, remember the time we. When
1: kids are really little, and I think that everybody can relate to this, Lisa, at the end of the day, and and, and it's probably a stall tactic because they don't want to go to bed. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, they'll come and they'll say, can you read me a story? Yes.
0: Please, we can please, will you read me all, a
1: story? Please. Oh. Please. And they love that. It's like, read me a story. But what we found with our kids is that their favorite stories, when they got at a certain age, were, tell me the story about me. Yeah. Uh, tell me yeah. Tell me what happened when I was little. Tell me what happened. Because they're trying to construct things in their mind. Um, some families, they'll say, tell me the story of when, when you and dad fell in love. Yeah. And in and, and some families, yeah. it's, Tell me the story of when grandma and grandpa came here from Italy and some families, the story is going to be different, but if we're able to step back and just, and just focus on those words, tell me a story because think about it, Lisa, this program is about telling a story. It's about other people and their stories. I've always said, it's like we're sitting in a coffee shop and you and I are talking and we're laughing and, and then somebody at the next table says, can I join (laughs) the conversation? (laughs) Yeah. Come on over. And my favorite coaching question is to say, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. there's a lot of tears and sometimes there's a lot of laughter, but every time there's a lot of connection.
0: Yeah. What else really matters? You know, first of all, I'm just so comforted when Dwight is on the show and I hope you feel this way too. It's just something about Dwight and what God has put inside him. I mean, I'm 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 in the car a little bit stressed out about the conversation, wondering why I don't have all the perfect answers. And now I feel like, okay, I've got my latte. I've got my friend, we're all at the table, and we're talking about what really life is about, Dwight. It's the story. Everything comes down to what is your story, and how does God's story intertwine with your story, and have you found out yet about God's story, and what's your kid's story, and what's your husband's story, and what's your mom's story?
1: If you'll take the word history. H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, hyphenated, at an S, and you have his story. <laughs> and so God gives each of us a story. And because he gives us a story, then to be able to say, instead of saying, oh, I can't believe that God let me be born into this family where there was going to be a divorce or where there was going to be something abusive. Why did God, why did God, why did God? Why did God? And then you have to back up and say, God put me into a story. I mean, when you think about uh, different people, In the Bible, powerful people, there's a a, a picture that hangs on my wall that has a prayer from 1 Chronicles 4.10. It's called the Prayer of Jabez. And it says, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon me, that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. And the story of Jabez is this powerful story. We don't know much about this guy, except... Something painful had happened in his life and yes, his family. Yes. And, 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 and we remember it, even though we don't remember a lot about his family. He said, oh, God, that my story might be different. And that prayer, God bless me, that prayer has encouraged millions of people because they said, I don't like some of the things in my story, but God, I don't want my story to cause pain for somebody else, especially for my kids. And one of the greatest motivators, I think, for any parent is to say, how can I protect my kids? Maybe somebody listening, they grew up around alcoholism or drug abuse or domestic violence, and they made a commitment inside, my kids, Lord, with your help, are never going to have to live through that kind of pain because I want to rewrite their story. And we do it by changing our story, by figuring Mm out, you know, Lord, show me teach me, help me. And then the more we figure out our story, the more it gives us power to rewrite the stories of our kids.
0: I had someone say to me with tears the other day, I feel like I have so many dead bodies in my rear view mirror. My wow. children will not be dead bodies in my rear view mirror. I mean, they were just exactly what, exactly what Dwight just said. It's like, I'm going to change this story because my kids are not going to, live in this kind of pain. Their their story is going to be different. That verse that says, Children are a gift from the Lord, you know, I just feel like that verse has a lot going on because it is more than just having somebody to hold and, you know, take your last name on. It is the the motivation that comes to become the person that you're supposed to be because they need that.
1: Yeah, but but I have to, as you're saying that, Lisa, my heart hurts because of somebody I know who can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And even as we're saying this, mm-hmm. I know that there are women saying, you know, you guys are talking about kids, and and, and why did God not give me children? And, and that's where on every painful experience, to be able to go back and say, instead of saying, God, why, to say, God, help me understand, because there are there's a great story in the Bible of a woman named Hannah who couldn't have a baby. And she prayed, and she fasted, and she fasted, and she prayed, and she did everything she could. And God eventually answered her prayer, but not without a tremendous amount of pain. And so instead of saying, and here's where people get in trouble, because they look at somebody else's story and they'll say, well, my story should be like that. No, 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 no. God is a master creator. Your fingerprint is different. Your DNA is different. Your retina inside of your pupil is different. Your voice print is different. Everything about you is different because God, the master creator, said your story is unique. Your story is special. I created one of you for a special purpose. Don't compare yourself against other people's stories live your own story.
0: Okay, that's just very, very good. Just this morning, I was praying, Dwight, thinking, what is this show? What, what, What is it about, God? what, What is next? And in my heart, I knew it's about the stories. It's about my story. It's about your story. It's about stories that have never been told. It's about unbelievable God stories that have never been uttered because they're so sacred. I want to give people space, you know, to to tell the stories of their life and the stories of God. And so, you know, pray for me that I'll have the uh, wisdom on how to um, artistically and accurately and and well represent the stories of the people who listen and people I can reach out to across this you know world who have a story to tell.
1: Amen yeah. for that because. We all have a story and you have a platform where we can find a way to be able to share stories, to encourage each other. But but I'll say this to everybody listening, Lisa, the story isn't done yet. And there's a tendency sometimes when we're really scared or we're really afraid to think, man, my story is over. No, your job may be over, but your story's not over. As long as you can <laughs> catch a big breath, as <laughs> long as you take a breath, God's story for you is not over. And 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 no matter where a person is at in their journey, if they're able to say, "God, I don't understand this. So help me to understand this, but I'm not going to question you. I just want to be faithful with the story that you've given me." When you look in the Bible, none of them with the exception of Jesus knew everything else that was going on. And and it was hardship and it was difficult and it was pain and persecution. But God was orchestrating. And if you can get up above somebody's life to show them the bigger picture, they're able to go, oh, that's why I got fired from that job. So I could Mm -hmm. go over here and start this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that's why that person who was an angry, abusive alcoholic left me for somebody younger. It wasn't to break my heart. It was to rescue me and Mm -hmm. get me away because Mm -hmm. I might have gotten killed if I'd stayed in that situation Oh, mm-hmm. that's why. I mean, my goodness, my, my wife has a relative who had a lump um, and and she was scared and she went in to get the lump checked. And, and and while there was no evidence of breast cancer, they checked for something else and they caught it early and saved her yeah. life. Wow. So when, yeah. you, when you look at why did blank happen, God's never going to answer that. But if I say, God, show me what I can do to be faithful after a loss, a change, a stress, a crisis, God... You know, tornadoes knock houses down, God. You kept us alive. What am I supposed to do next? And the more I'm able, in the middle of all of those stories, to remember his story is working in me. Scripture says he's working all things together for the good of the righteous. So what I have to do is to stay righteous, to stay on the right path, to choose you know, to walk on the good side. Remember the most popular story, the battle between good and evil, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or, or the, the, the Hobbit movies, or when you start to look at Braveheart. I mean, it's good versus evil. Popular stories are about good versus evil. God's story is there's evil in this world, and I let my son die so you wouldn't have to get caught up in it come walk with me and to be able to walk toward the light as he is in the light so that we would have fellowship with him and he would have fellowship with us to walk in the light, to walk on that path is a story that brings God glory it's also a story, Lisa, that gets to, that needs to be shared. It's a story that has to be shared. When I was growing up, they called it testimony. And I can tell you, there's no testimony without a test. <laughs> and When you get to the other side of the test, that's when you share your story because it helps somebody else say, you too, me too. Mm-hmm. We went through a bankruptcy. We went through losing a house. We went through all that. You survived it. <gasps> that gives me hope I can survive. You
0: know, I have a friend who has three children on the autism spectrum, we were having a similar conversation a couple of nights ago and she looked me square in the eye and she said, you know, sometimes I don't see the end. You know, sometimes the story, it's, it's an ongoing struggle. It's people like that who walk and walk and walk and I, you watch them seek God and you watch them surrender that really also just gives so much hope as they endure through the different things in their story. I mean, she yeah. inspires me more than anybody I know. She just is an inspiration to me.
1: Right, but but think about it, Lisa. If she had not shared her story with you, you wouldn't get that inspiration. And And to me, that's one of the most powerful things. When I grew up, I grew up in a church where people shared their stories. And to be able to hear about somebody battling back from cancer... That gives me hope if I'm battling cancer. To hear somebody battling back from an addiction mm-hmm. helps me if I'm battling back from an addiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need to share our stories. It's how people heal. And and so much of, you know, because I've been a counselor for a long time, so much of going to a counselor's office isn't magical. There's no magic dust. It's you go to a safe place where a person is 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 shielded and and you're protected by law. They can't tell a soul right. your story. Right. And you're in a safe place, and you can say, This is embarrassing. Let me tell you my story. And that's when the healing happens, is when people are mm-hmm. able to unpack mm-hmm. and share their story. While you were talking, Dwight, there were a couple of times I was
0: holding back the tears because this idea of my story matters. It's really important for me to hear.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. Because yeah. your story, when you think about it, either yeah. means God really doesn't like you or God has something big planned. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, are you serious? <laughs> have you looked at my story? Have you looked at my life? What is the problem?
0: <laughs> it's true. Like, I have to believe that he loves me with every fiber of my being. Or yeah. I would look at my story and go, well, obviously. I'm the runt of the litter. And he has—he didn't even know I exist. Because this <laughs> can't be a magical planned plan. But it is. You know? But it is. And, You're so funny.
1: And- Well, that's what makes the story so great is because I can take all of the craziness of my life, because really my life is nothing more than my story, and I can take all that craziness and say, oh, God, make sense of this, because I can't right now, but I sure do trust you. And all I have to do is live through the next 60 seconds to take a breath and live through the next minute, because if God's God, then somehow he's going to work it out for my good. I have to choose the right path, remember? He works all things together for good to those who call on his name. I have to be a believer and I have to say, Lord, I'm going to follow a right path, which means I can't go and do wild and crazy things on the dark side and expect God to make sense of my story. I have to choose. And sometimes it's terrifying to say, no matter what, people are going to let me down. God, I'm going to let you down, but I'm never going to give up on you, God. There's no testimony without a test. And, and and once we pass the test, we get to share that story with other people so they can pass their test. It's a good system oh, if good. we tell our story.
0: Thank you for your time, Dwight. And thank you for sharing parts of your story with us. It's really wonderful that we can spend a few minutes with Dwight Bain. DwightBain.com if you want to reach out to Dwight. You can also leave us comments at LifeWithLisaWilliams.com. We love hearing from you because you have a story and your story matters. My story matters, your story matters, and we hear other stories that matter throughout the day. And so if you ever wanna pass along a story to me, I am I am here to receive at lifewithlisawilliams.com. You're gonna hear a shift in the show in the days and weeks to come as we focus more on the stories of people's lives, the stories that need to be told. And so go out and tell your story to somebody today thank you for helping me tell my story, Paul Goldsmith, who is the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. Hashtag thanks for listening.